What's going on, Cool Betters? Pat Gregoire and Jake Bolamos bringing you the U.S. Open betting preview show. And of course, we're going to be joined by Andrew Hustler Patterson in just a quick moment. Uh, but it's the U.S. Open, and it's probably setting up to be one of the more memorable U.S. Opens we've seen in a long time, just due to the fact with how many golfers are playing at the top of their game, how awesome the country club at Brookline is with the small greens, the, the tight fairways, the, the crazy grass, everything expected with the U.S. Open. And then we throw in the fact that we have the live golf tour drama on top of that. Jake, uh, we now have Andrew Hustler Patterson joining the stream live there from the is. country club here. Look, he's already live on location. Huss, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. You know, I'll be honest. I'm still at Southern Hills. Uh, I, am, uh, <laughs> I, I, I had so much going on trying to be the closer and get Barry Trotz to be the coach of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I was going from one interview to another and realized that I did not do my signature new background. But I'll be honest, this Southern Hills was so nice. Uh, it fits in quite well. How you doing, fellas? You ready to talk about some actual golf as opposed to rival tours and all the other guests <laughs> we got to deal with? Although I'll say this. The press conferences for this oh U.S. Open may be more interesting than any golf tournament event we've had in decades ever. I don't know. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I said it to Jake off the top. Like, this is going to be one of the most memorable U.S. Opens we've had in a long time. The Not just because of how good the golfers have been playing. But this absolute madness and the fact that we actually have these golfers, uh, you know, competing in this major. I know there was a lot of talks that potentially some of the majors wouldn't allow them. Instead, they are in the press conferences have been unbelievable. Kudos to, to all the reporters not shying away uh, from asking the tough questions. Uh, it's been must see, but I, I want to get get it right into the golf because I think we're doing a disservice continuing to talk about this stuff, even though we love to talk about it. Um, but if the Canadian Open uh, is any indication of, of what we can expect uh, from the U.S. Open, a very similar field, obviously some bigger names as well. But uh, maybe we'll start with that. How about the Canadian Open? Huh. How about that final Sunday? What an unbelievable event. Jake, you were on you were there on Sunday. I was there on Thursday. Uh, but it felt like it had some major vibes to it, no? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean you, it was you, you were there. You'd say I'll say I heard from the players and I was pretty damn jealous watching it on television. I can't I, you were there on Sunday, JVM. Damn. Yeah, I was. And you had to jump ahead to get to get even a glimpse of these guys. Um so we started, we saw them tee off on one, the big boys there in that uh, Finau, McElroy, JT group. And then we jumped ahead to like three, saw them tee off into the par three. Then we jumped ahead to seven. We had a great look at seven. Uh, the pin placement was awesome. Everyone was attacking it. So we saw about four or five groups, including the big boys, roll into seven. Jumped ahead again to 11. JT ended up right in front of us, his third shot into the par five, 11 there. Uh, it was awesome. It was incredible. And then saw some good approach shots on 17 and then tee offs on 18. And by that point, Rory kind of wrapped it up on 17 after JT bogeyed, he birdied. Um, so I started to make my way out because I knew I wasn't going to be able to see anything going on at 18. I'm definitely not tall enough to be in uh, those uh, five or six or seven deep uh, groups there. So, yeah, pretty, pretty awesome to see those guys right up close. Um, I haven't been to a tournament since I was real young, I went to a pro-am 
uh, for the Canadian Open years ago. But yeah, pretty pretty unbelievable. And then Rory, it looked like he was going to collapse there, 15-16, and then 17-18, he comes with birdie-birdie to finish. What a stud. Uh, yeah, this will be an interesting U.S. Open. We'll see uh, who's going to be the uh, talk of the weekend, I guess. Well, that final round was, I mean, listen, my guy Tony Fino shoots a 64, and it didn't even seem like he was really in it until Rory missed those two short putts. And think about that. The guy misses two three-footers and shoots 62. I mean, it was, and then Justin Rose bogey. Yeah, I was just going to say. to miss the 59. I mean, yeah. listen, it couldn't have been any better. And what a day for Canadian golf. Shout out to the queen, Brooke Henderson, for yes. getting a win as well. Um, it's good times. And listen, I know like the live will still dominate much of the conversations because of some of the players. But really, if you look at it, it's guys on the downhill and player and people that everybody hate. Um, and we saw Brooks's. Brooks's uh, interview yesterday with, I mean, so much BS. I mean, I've always kind of been a Brooks guy, but even my eyes were rolling yesterday seeing yeah. that. I expect that he's probably heading out uh, out next. But um, for right now, we've got all the best in the world going at it in the toughest test in golf. So uh, U.S. Open tomorrow morning. Let's go. That's a perfect time to to dive into things. And if you haven't watched one of our preview shows, we always start with the best, and that's our best bets, the outright bets, who we think is going to be the champion of the U.S. Open. Now, Huss, we'll start with you. Give us maybe some of your shorter odds, some of the bigger names that you like uh, to win the U.S. Open. Well, I, to be honest, I mean, I think that's sort of where we're going. I mean, you know, Brooks famously said you can show up at the U.S. Open, and he already knows that three-quarters of the field doesn't really even have a chance to win, and I think it's magnified at an event like this with the the setup that the USG uh, USGA puts uh, puts together. So I mean, to me, when I look at the odds board, I mean, we can't bet all the favorites, um, but it wouldn't at all surprise me if the winner comes from that group of four players that are sub twenty to one. And right now, as we record this, Rory's a plus eleven fifty, JT's plus thirteen fifty, and Rom and Scotty Scheffler are at sixteen to one. Um, and I, I I'm very tempted just to roll with Rory. Um, you know, it's damn time. He wins another major and man, his game was looking good and he did it. And, and he and JT went toe to toe. Scotty Scheffler has been really great to me, but I'm actually pivoting. I'm going with John Rom. Um, I actually got him at 17 to one. So he's dropped down one spot. Uh, but you know, still 16 to one, I think is great value for a guy that's won this event. That is you know, when you put together his game compared to everybody else, especially with what you need to win at the U.S. Open, I think John Rahm is right there. And I also think that if you heard what he had to say, if you, if you buy into this stuff, he would love nothing more than to put an exclamation mark on everything that he's been saying this week and for months that he wants to play against and beat the best. And this is an opportunity to do exactly that, much like he does regularly on the PGA Tour. So 17 to one on Rom is my selection. I could give you a good reason why any one of these four guys will win. And to be honest, I think that's the reason why we have such a clear delineation between the top four and the next group of golfers, beginning with Cantlay X and Cam Smith that are at 25 to one. Jake, is there a name near the top that you like? And actually, Huss, before we get into that, I don't know if you saw this comment here from Mark, <laughs> Mark. but he was thinking you were going to pick Scotty there. You did mention his name, 
But then the little plot twist came hey, at the end, and you said you weren't taking him. Hey, you know what? Listen, Scheffler's been awesome uh, this season. He's probably already the player of the year, and he's, as Mark mentioned, because I know Mark's a regular Winnipeg Sports Talk listener as well, and the lock shop knows that I've been on Scotty, and he's been very, very good to me with the match play and the Masters. Um, but I think we saw last week in the Canadian Open, and I was on him last week at the Canadian Open thing, and he would just continue to do. There's a bunch. His greatness this year has brought other guys to step it up, and we're yes. seeing JT and Rory at that spot. And I'm waiting for John Rom to do it, and I'm frankly trying to get ahead of it right now. I, I think that we are going to have that incredible Rom tournament, and I don't think there's a better place to do it than the U.S. Open. So uh, that's sort of why I'm on John Rom. But as I said, incredibly tough decisions. You can't take everyone at the top of the board. Or maybe you can just bet the top four guys, <laughs> yeah. and essentially you're looking at a four to one, a four to one bet uh, with uh, whoever wins. Jake, who do you like at the top of the board? Oh, I want to mention uh, before I get into a couple of my picks here. I read this Washington Post article, um, and a lot of what you guys have talked about: the best players in the world tend to step up when it comes to the U.S. Open. Last twelve winners ranked inside the top thirty official world, world golf ranking. Last 12 winners each had a top 25 previous U.S. Open finish. Eight of the last 10 posted a top 10 in one of their last two major starts. And 10 of the last 13 were actually first-time major champions. So there's only a few guys on this list that kind of meet those uh, criteria. Plus, there's some more criteria, obviously, uh, in this article that I read. So I kind of have a little theme here similar to what I did for the PGA where I was kind of focusing on the American golfers. And, of course, JT pulls it off and – an American wins once again at the PGA. I'm starting off with Cantlay. Uh, right outside of that top four, like Huss said, he's got three top threes in his last four starts. He had a miscut at the PGA, which doesn't look too great in terms of his major performance. Fourth in official world golf ranking. Uh, he's He tied for 15th at the 2021 U.S. Open, so that kind of meets that top 25 U.S. Open finish. Uh, he's top 25 in strokes gained tee to green, and this is a guy looking for his first major, so that kind of uh, fits into that 10 of the last 13 were first-time major champions. This is the type of guy I could see coming through uh, in a big moment like this. We saw him win the FedEx last year, won that big, big money tournament, and he's been solid in the last few starts, like I said. So uh, I got Cantley at 25-1, to 1, uh, looking to pick up his first major at the U.S. Open. I was riding the Cantley train for a little while, um, but then our friend J.D. Bunkus – uh, when I was on the morning show, I mentioned can't lay. And he's like, I love that pick. Great reasoning. And then he thought, he goes, can't lay, can't lay. His last name literally translates <laughs> to non-bets. You can't lay on can't lay. But I, I like your reasoning there. Uh, and, and I'm mm. uh, totally agreeing with you guys. I think some one of these top dogs are going to win this tournament. And I, I think you can make a great argument for about five or six guys near the top. But for me, one of the guys that is playing not only the best golf in the world right now, but definitely the best golf of his career. And that's JT. Um, he's finished in the top five of his last four starts, uh, including that historic comeback in the PGA championship. Uh, he's finished uh, T10 or better in his last six of 10 starts. We know how good he is with his irons, but it's been his putting that has just elevated him uh, into a, a completely top golfer in the world. And uh, he's top 20 in just about every single analytic that you look at. Uh, but the thing that you won't find in a spreadsheet or punching numbers in a calculator is the 
the grind, the grit, uh, the determination, the 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 mind over matter that he has developed over his game over the last few years. And I think we might now see a run of majors uh, for JT. And, and there's no doubt he wants to pick up number three this weekend and tie his buddy Jordan Spieth. And I, I think this could be a moment where we see uh, JT take his game to the next level. Well, and we saw it. He had to do it. I mean, Rory was on the verge of running away with things on Sunday yep. afternoon, and he put, what, five birdies in a row together and, like, six in the eight holes. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, the guy's nails. I mean, we could go on for a long time about each one of these guys. I could give you 10 minutes on why Rory McIlroy could win, and we'd all sort of be sleeping on the guy that has been the best player all year long despite a little bit of a dip lately in Scotty Scheffler. Uh, but there is some interesting numbers. Like I'm not going to be going down and hitting bombs like we normally do with the 80 to one or 100 to one. But I do think there's some guys that we should be talking about in between that 25 and 50 range. Despite the fact that I'm out on Cantley, he's on my personal suspended list after his <laughs> performance at the PGA Championship when I was on him. Well, you said it. Let's hit those guys. Let's hit. Those I got three guys. Numbers. I got three other guys that I'm hitting on outrights, and um, one of them is Vic Hovland. Uh, Victor Hovland's game, I think, sets up perfectly for the U.S. Open. Um, he is incredibly well rounded. He hits it long, um, and he has shown an aptitude of being able to get a, a up and down, and that is going to be so key for this. This horse is a beast. I think you know the greens are very small. We're going to need to see guys that have really good short games and, you know, can come up with big putts when they need it. And, you know, we've seen examples of that consistently throughout Vic Hovland's young career. Um, and I've always thought that if he was going or when, not if, but when he breaks out, it wouldn't at all surprise me if it was at a U.S. Open course setup. So with the talent that he brings into the game, the way he's played so far this year, although his results haven't been you know, maybe quite as good as I'm sure he was hoping. You could change all that quickly with a fine performance. And he's at 35 to 1. I love that number. I'm definitely in on Vic Hovland. And right beside him on the leaderboard is my guy, Tony Fino. Now, listen, I know I've talked about Fino a lot. And, yes, I am a card-carrying member of Team Tony. But, man, I mean, he was so good in Canada. He's been so consistently good in the majors over the course of the years. And you want to talk about a guy whose game sets up long. His putter was hot. And, I mean, the guy has incredible hands close in when he needs to, you know, salvage a salvage a bogey or a salvage a par, which is going to be happening all, all over and over. So the way Tony's trending this year, we know that he's capable of doing it. You know, he beat the best in the world last year at the Northern Trust. I still believe it's a matter of time. And that number was 33 earlier in the week. It's 35 right now. I love Tony Finau. I'm going to definitely have him as a top five as well. We'll get to that. But sooner or later, Tony's going to win. The U.S. Open sets up perfectly for him. And at 35 to 1, no way I'm missing out on Tony Finau. Now, leaning on some of my friends that are more analytically uh, based, one guy's been popping out on a, a number of models. And a guy that, you know, we've mentioned before, and I do think has just some sublime talent that at one point is going to manifest itself into raising a major title. And that's Sung JM. Uh, but there has been some steam on Sung Jay. He opened up at 50 to one at cool bet, which was probably the best number out there. And a number of people have got on him. The number is down to 45 right now. Uh, but I really do think that Sung Jay M is a player that people should be paying very close attention to. 
I'll maybe touch on him and a couple of exotics later on. Uh, but for a bit more of a long shot, and I think when you're talking U.S. Open, 45-50 to 1 truly is a long shot because, as I said, I don't believe we'll be talking about a player beyond that, never mind in the, never mind winning the tournament, but in the mix or in that final group. So uh, I'll tell you what, going from here, uh, Sanjay's on the card, but the, the guys I like the most, Rom Finau, and we're going to put Vic Hovland on the card as well. Those names are usually on my card. I'll give a little bit of, of a spoiler. None of them are on my card, but I, I do like those plays, Huss. Uh, Thank Jake. God you're not mushing me this weekend. I know, oh, I know. Great. The mush is not coming for you. Don't worry. <laughs> Jake, any mush coming for you on your card? Do Have I mushed any of your picks here? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Go ahead. I don't know, Pat. I got a couple more outrights myself. Um, I'm going Colin Morikawa. 33 to one right in that range that Huss was talking about um, just inside that 50 to one. He's got a top five major finish this year at the masters uh, two time major champ. So that doesn't necessarily bode well for that for looking for that first major, but we know he can do it on the big stage. He's coming off a missed cut at the Memorial. He didn't travel to Canada for the Canadian open. So, I mean, this is probably as fresh as you can be coming into a major. I don't know if that's good or bad nowadays with these, Big dogs playing at the tournament before major. I know they not used to not do that. Um, so, I mean, he's going to be fresh. He was T4 at last year's U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. And then back to the world golf ranking, seventh in the world golf ranking. I'm staying with these top 30 guys if I can. Uh, and Morikawa, I mean, we, we've seen what he's able to do. We saw what he did at that PGA Championship just a few years ago. And uh, I like him at 33-1. to 1. I think he's kind of going a little under the radar with that number personally. Hmm. Um, the second guy I have on my list, Canadian, this is probably a little bit of a Homer pick, but I'm going Connors, um, 65 to one. I thought that was pretty big. He really hasn't had a good U S open resume. And that's probably why he's down there. So low three missed cuts at the U S open. Um, but 13th in scoring average on tour. Uh, he had a top 10 at the masters this season coming off a nice sixth, uh, sixth alone finish at the Canadian open shot really well on Sunday. And if you can just build off off of that round into this U.S. Open, I think he can uh, he can be up there by the end of the weekend. Another guy just inside the top thirty of the official World Golf Ranking as well, and looking for his first major. So that's another another little trend that I'm following. Uh, so I'm going to take Connors sixty five to one. And I mean, what a great what a great story that would be if he could come oh, off the Canadian Open and win the U.S. That would be so great. And I mean, listen, he he just had a brutal first round i mean brutal first yeah. round he was 71 i mean he was what 62 on sunday i mean he dialed in i mean if you're mm -hmm. if you think you can take momentum from a sunday into thursday he is a guy at the top of the list and just quickly on morikawa i thought long and hard about morikawa but i was completely freaked out when i heard his interviews this week he's been a guy that has played with a fade for his entire career and for whatever reason right now, he's hitting a draw. And he and his coach have worked on it. They don't really <laughs> understand why it's happening. Um, but I mean, it would be an incredible story. I'm such a huge Morikawa guy. And I mean, he has proven that, I mean, he is nails coming up against the top. He does not afraid of anybody. He has those two majors, as you mentioned already. Um, and the, there's amazing value for Colin Morikawa at the 33 number right now. I never would have thought we've seen a number like that. And um, it wouldn't at all surprise me if he just all of a sudden snapped back into it and uh, was there and we were talking about him on Sunday afternoon.
P. Greggy is just ready to fire these outrights. I can just see the look on his face. <laughs> well, I think you guys probably could guess this next one. Uh, I'm a card-carrying member of Team Sam Burns, and when I saw it listed at 30-1, to 1, it was an absolute no-brainer, auto-bet, insert, shut up, and take my money gif here. And this number really doesn't make much sense to me, to be quite honest, when you look at his recent form, because there really is not many golfers on planet Earth right now playing better than the former LSU Tiger. He has three victories this season, including a win at the Charles Schwab last month. He sits second in the FedEx Cup rankings right now, and he is ninth in the world rankings. And he, we saw how good he was at St. George's this past weekend. He finished T4. And he's the only player on tour right now that ranks in top five of strokes gained approaching the green and greens hit and regulation. Huss, you already mentioned this before. These greens are absolutely tiny. Uh, so that is going to be two major stats that are going to come out and play uh, in this tournament. So I, I saw his elite ball streaking up uh, close and personal um, at St. George's this week. I was already all in, but seeing him up close and personal just made me push all my chips in. I'm on Sam Burns at 30 to 1 to win this thing. And I was not going to hit a long bomb here. And I don't even know if you really call this a long bomb. Um, but just because how we talked about it, I, we think this is going to be a big name. Oh, well, a guy who's maybe not a big name right now, but I think he has the potential to be a big name. Uh, and maybe it's not this weekend that he gets it done, but he is eventually going to get it done, is Davis Riley at 80-1. to 1. Uh, And since missing the cut at the RBC Heritage, he's finished in the top 20 in six straight events, including three uh, top five, uh, five finishes in that Charles Schwab, which has been mentioned a few times now. Since he's entered the tour, he's been so good uh, with his short game, uh, but his consistency off the tee with the driver and his uh, improved iron play has been tremendous in the last 20 rounds. Riley actually has the second best stroke gains, uh, total of any player on tour. Uh, he's played this course before, uh, back in 2013 at the amateur us, uh, open. So I, I mentioned it. I don't know if he gets it done this time around. Uh, but I wanted to add a little bit of a long bomb. And I think this is a guy that we're going to be hearing his name more and more when it comes to not just the majors, but I think every single week when we're talking about PGA golf. Riley's the name. I'll be honest. I wasn't that familiar with him up until a couple months ago. And his name is up there over and over and over yeah. again. And, you know, it's interesting and we won't be able to go through all of these, uh, but his name name did stand out when I was reviewing the tournament head to heads, um, which is another interesting spot. I've got one of those to give out later on, but, um, another thing where you need to give yourself a little bit of time on the cool bet odds board before you finish up and uh, get ready for tomorrow's tee off uh, uh, budget some time because there's a lot to review. Yeah, there's a lot to dive through. So let's continue on. Let's get into maybe some of our top five bets. Uh, Hoss, I know you've got a couple there. Well, I've, I've got two. I mean, I'm really going to roll with Tony. Tony's consistently, I mean, you look at his major. I mean, listen, he doesn't have the major, but if we're talking about it, if they gave out awards for top fives, I mean, top <laughs> five, top 10, Tony was a nickname that he got for a long time before getting into the winner's circle of some other tournaments. Now it's time to get the win. But at plus 550, the way that he's playing right now, I kind of rolled out the U.S. Open. I mean, I love it. Uh, but maybe my favorite one, 
that really stands out is Shane Lowry at, at plus 450. Lowry has been a top 20 machine as of late. Um, and, and he's a guy, we saw him again, looking great in the top 10 and, you know, on the top of the leaderboard that was just out of the, that top group on the weekend uh, at the RBC Canadian Open. And, you know, a guy that's won a major championship before uh, and bottom line has the short game that you're going to need to avoid the big numbers. So uh, I think T Tony Finau at four at 550, Shane Lowry at 450. I'm going to bet both of those. Hopefully at least one of those comes in and you're at least double your money. And not, hey, it wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't at all surprise me that we're talking about both of those guys Sunday afternoon. I, I thought long and hard about 30 to one on Lowry and honestly for an outright. And I know a lot of people will be looking at him. Well, I'm with you on the top five. I only have one top five on my card and it's Lowry. And I totally agree. I, he has just been so consistent and it seems like there's just not a lot of chatter about him. Maybe it's because he hasn't had uh, a victory on tour yet this season, but he's been there every single time. And it's not just the majors. It's, it's, it's constant. And I think his game blends so perfectly for this course. So that's my only top five. So Jake, do you have a top five bet that you like? I wasn't going to do one, but uh, I do have a guy that I like for 10 and 20, so I'm going to throw him in my top five as well. It's the X-Man, Xander Shoffley. For whatever reason, this guy loves the U.S. Open. This is his five starts at the U.S. Open. T5, T6, T3, 5th, and T7. I mean, that right there alone should make you think, well, this guy, for whatever reason, loves going to the U.S. Open, and he performs, and he's proven that he can perform there. So He's plus 400 for a top five, plus 200 for a top 10, and I also have him even money for a top 20. I'll put my, all my chips in for Xander. Seventh in, in strokes gained tee to green this season. He's 25th in scoring average. Another guy inside the top 15 official world golf ranking, and he's been solid this year. Uh, three top 10s and 10 top 20s in 14 starts. So uh, I don't see why you can't put on another nice performance at the U.S. Open, and I'd take him right down the board, fifth, uh, top five, top 10, top 20. Why not? Well, you know what? That's a perfect segue into my top tens because X is there. I mean, you just nailed it out. I mean, this is uh, this has been a free money bet. If you had Xander top ten in the U.S. Open, you've cashed seven times in a row. I don't know why yeah. that would change right now. And to be honest, like he and Cantley, those guys that are just out of that top four, um, I think in some ways have a lot to prove. I mean, it has been a little bit of a quieter year for Xander so far, but he's a guy that steps up and comes up big in the majors, especially this event. Um, so that was an auto bet. And another guy that we were talking about offline, um, Daniel Berger and Daniel Berger at four to one for the top 10. I, I, listen, I, I would have thought that he could be a guy that again, could also contend. And I guess that's what you want because you know, if you're going to contend, that really is contending being the top 10. I mean, Berger's game, uh, it translates very well to this. He's a guy that can compete with the top players in the world. And when he gets hot, and we have seen some signs of that so far this season, um, can really, really be dangerous. And again, it goes back to driving accuracy and the short game are things that, you know, will help you, you know, avoid the massive numbers that can kill your round and keep you in contention. Um, so I do like Berger at Plett four to one. But as far as top tens, auto bet on Xander Shoffley at two to one. And to be honest, I thought that number might be kind of like plus 175 or something like that, just because of the numbers that Jake just rolled out. You guys said the X-Man loves the U.S. Open, and there's no denying he does. The numbers just don't lie. But there's a guy who likes the U.S. Open even more than him, and it is Brooks Kepka, top 10 
uh, at plus 700. And yes, recent form scares me so much. Um, he has been a shell of himself. But in his last four U.S. Opens, he has two victories, a second-place finish, and a T-fourth finish. There's no one who loves the U.S. Open more than Brooks. Um, as I mentioned, though, that, that recent form scares me. Uh, is his head in it? I don't know. But let's not forget, he missed three of his last four cuts heading into the U.S. Open last year. And out of nowhere, boom. The guy nearly won the tournament. So if his head is in it and he seems to be one of these guys that just rises to the moment, especially in this tournament, give me Mr. U.S. Open to finish in the top 10 at plus 700. Well, and he's all pissed off too. I mean, and maybe I think sort of manufacturing the own self-perceived slight, yes. <laughs> uh, which often will bring out the best in Brooks's game. So I, the bottom line, Pat, and you just threw it out, seven to one on Brooks Kepka in the top 10, considering his record, uh, it, it speaks to, you know, there is a lot of recency bias and he hasn't looked good lately. He just got married. There's all this other stuff going on around, around the live tour. But when dude gets inside the ropes at this event, or frankly, in any majors, he is money. And, uh, you know, I, I've cooled a little bit on him because of that, but you make a very, very good argument that I should maybe be uh draining a little bit more of the cool bet reserves on a bro top 10. <laughs> and, and well, you should have some, some money left over from the Greggy golf special. That was the, the least sweaty sweat of all time. Thank you. No sweat, Thank you. but free. Sweat As I said, free. I am, I am a person that I will never, never, I've been burned so many times over the years of thinking that something's in the bank. And then, I mean, listen, that's what gamblers do. You realize, okay, how am I going to get screwed? <laughs> I, yeah. I cannot remember the last time I was so confident to actually do a victory lap and give you your well-deserved props before the tournament was even over. But it basically was for the Greggy golf special. So uh, the, the bar has been raised heading into the major week. Hopefully we can keep that going. It has. We'll get to that in a little bit. We got to finish off with our placing bets. So into the top 20 i'll go quickly with mine i have two here i i already waxed poetically enough about sam burns so i won't get into that uh, i have him at uh, plus 130 uh, to get into the top 20 and you mentioned it as well tony fee now at plus 145 uh, this guy it looks like oh shoot he might be broken He's not that top 10, top five guy we've been used to seeing. Uh, but in the last couple of weeks, he's not only playing like we've seen him, he might be playing even better than what we've seen. Um, he gained 11.8 strokes T to green at the Canadian Open on Sunday. He shot a bogey-free 64, uh, finished second. And I was really, really, really debating sprinkling him at 35 to 1. Uh, I probably will, to be honest. I probably will end up adding him uh, to my card. But when I saw that plus sign uh, beside his number to finish top 20, it just was far, far too good to be true. So give me big tone, finish top 20. He's probably going to finish even higher than that. Probably won't win, but he'll cash your, your top five and top 10 bets. Yeah. I, listen, I'm with you on that. I didn't have him officially, but you know, if you're liking him to potentially win in top five, you know, plus 145, a much safer bet and you can kind of cheer on Tony and hopefully to see him on Sunday. I'm with you. Sam Burns was the first guy I looked at. He's been so consistent this season. I do think he has a game. I mean, I'm not necessarily as high on him to, take out some of the top guys, but a top 20 at plus 130. 
Uh, I'm fully in on that. And I'll throw Shane Lowry in as well. I know we've talked about Lowry. It's the same number, plus 130. Uh, I would be very surprised if he wasn't there in the top 20 at that point. And uh, our boy Mark says, I like Shane Lowry. He loves the top 10 and the top five bet as well. So Mark's riding with us. He's fired up to see lots of uh, Lowry love. Jake, any Lowry love in your top 20 bet? No Lowry love. And uh, there was a few more top 10s I didn't get a chance to get to. I'll just quickly, we've already touched on these guys. JT plus 140. Uh, the guy's a top 10 machine. 10 of, his, 10 of his 15 starts this season. He has just one missed cut. Uh, the guy's a psycho. So I don't know how you can't sprinkle that. That feels automatic. Uh, and then Berger. Um, I know Huss touched on him already. He was tied seventh at the 2021 U.S. Open, 15th in driving accuracy, which I know you touched on as well, Huss. That's that's a big, uh, big stat this week. I think hitting these fairways is going to be a big deal. Um, that rough looks gross, gross. Um, top 20, I got Abe Answer. I know we're going to touch on him a little bit in our special. Plus 250. Uh, he had a top 10 in his last major outing. It's third in driving accuracy on tour, 20th official world golf ranking. So. It's another guy I thought there's some solid value there for a top 20. Uh, didn't do too well at last year's U.S. Open, but I think he can get in there. Uh, just the driving accuracy alone I think is going to be, like I said, huge for this tournament. Stay in the fairways, uh, get to the greens, and kind of just make pars and hope for hope for a few holes that you can attack. But we know the scoring at U.S. Opens tends to be low. I think it was uh, five or six under last year was the winner. And then the year before was, I think, six under as well. So... And then I think the year before that was even over par. So, yeah, it's it doesn't tend to be a low-scoring tournament. Uh, it tends to be guys who can hit fairways and hit greens in regulation. And I got Abe Answer there for a top 20, uh, like I said. So, Huss, it's time for everyone's favorite moment of the show, Hustlers Exotics. I know it's a bigger card, so let's get to it. What do you like for I've got some a few. side bets? I've got a few. Well, as I, I kind of teased those head-to-head -head bets, and I don't usually spend too much time on this, but I, I, I'm I'm taking one, and, and this uh, this is going to be fun, both from a personal level, and I think many people will agree. We are fading Sergio Garcia, and we are taking <laughs> we are taking Mark Leishman. At minus 110, essentially a pick em over Sergio in the tourney head-to-head. -head. I'm very interesting to see how Sergio handles this because in addition to all the controversy of him defecting to the live tour, he's going to be doing it in front of a packed crowd of drunken mass holes that are going to be on him probably more than any player in tournament. Like, do I think Phil's going to be getting grief all weekend? No, probably not. Most of the other guys, no. Sergio, yes. <laughs> I think Sergio. I, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if Sergio doesn't make the cut and sprints to the rental car after the round on Friday to get the hell out of there and get back overseas. So I'm taking Mark Leishman at minus 110 over Sergio. Uh, you know, I, 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 and by the way, I was also thinking about a head-to-head -head of Sungjae Im, who I'm very high on, versus Hideki. Uh, the number on that is minus 103 for M. Pideki, I want to say, is minus 119. But I think considering, you know, this is a top-heavy field, I think the cream will rise to the top. And clearly, when we're talking about my one of my favorite bets each year in every tournament, the top Asian, I think it comes down to those two guys. So instead of betting Sungjae to beat Hideki, let's bet him to beat the field 
at plus 240. The Hideki, by the way, for top Asian is plus 225. So we're going to lock in Sungjae at plus 240 for the top Asian. Uh, this is a great one, and this is new. We've never had a chance to bet on this before, but we also have a group for the top live golfer in the tournament. Dustin Johnson's plus 275. Usti, who is tempting, is plus 425. Taylor Gooch is 5-1. to one. But I'm going with the bad guy, Patrick Reed, at 6-1. <laughs> to one. Now, and the thing about Reed in this situation is that he's been used to, and frankly, he has risen to the occasion yep. and giving the big F you to everyone that has been going against him, that can't stand him, that thinks he's a cheater. We can go down the long list of personality traits about Patrick Reed that people hate. That being said, the dude is nails and there's few golfers in the world that can block out the noise more than Patrick Reed. And he has as sublime a short game as just about anybody. If his putter's working, he should be there. So uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in DJ with where he's at right now. As I mentioned, Usti, I could certainly see him contending. He's a guy that probably worries me but it's six to one. It's certainly not Sergio. It's not Bryson. It ain't Kevin Knott. It's not Brandon Grace. It certainly isn't Phil Mickelson or Dick Bland. So to me, this is essentially a bet of Pat Reed against Gooch Usti. And listen, I just think that his mentality is so much better to handle the situation that he's in right now. And frankly, this might bring the best out of Patrick Reed. So six to one, top live golfer. Give me the bad guy. And, uh, and there's one group that sort of stood out to me, and we have not mentioned this guy yet. Um, but in Group B, we've got Pat Cantley, Cam Smith, Matt Fitzpatrick, Jordan Spieth, and Colin Morikawa. We've talked about Cantley. We've talked about Smith, Morikawa. I was on Matt Fitzpatrick last weekend. He's been great as of late, faded on the weekend. But I'm actually throwing my nickel down on Jordan Spieth at plus 385. Uh, we don't need to go down his long list of accolades and major championships and U.S. Opens before. Uh, but we talked about, listen, if he can keep the ball out of the rough more often than not, his ball striking and most importantly, his magical short game is going to be the difference, I think, for Jordan Spieth against the rest of this field. And uh, there's been a lot, some real signs that Spieth is close to regaining the form that you know, left him for a couple years heading into last season and puts him right back in those final groups with the likes of Rory's and JT's. So at plus 385, I got some value on Jordan Spieth. I'm taking him over Cantley Smith, Fitz, and Morikawa in tournament group B winner. And again, there's uh, four groups, top Englishmen, Swedes, rest of the world, South African, Asian, Japanese, top Canadian as well, which I know you guys might hit. Uh, but the one I was really interested in was the top live golfer, uh, but those are my four exotics that I've got already locked in. I I absolutely love every single one of them. I'm probably going to ride with you on, on all of them, but especially, well, the one you mentioned, that that group bet, um, tons of value. And it, that group is just so volatile. Like I could see any one of those golfers winning the tournament, but I could also see them having meltdowns and not making the cut as well. So I, I love that bet. I, I'm a big, big fan of that bet. I love, I absolutely love the top live bet with Patrick Reed. I don't want to cheer for him. I do not want to cheer for him, but I would love to see the chaos. And he is the most fun golfer to hate. 
And you said it. He plays the bad guy so perfectly. And I was listening to the First Cut podcast earlier this week, and Jonathan Coachman brought up that, could you imagine Patrick Reed and Rory Smith, a rematch of the Ryder Cup back in 2016, uh, with everything that is the going on? Rory Smith? Sorry, <laughs> Rory Smith. What am I talking about? <laughs> I didn't want. I didn't want to call him out. Huss. I didn't want to call him. Sorry, out. I couldn't help but jump all over. Him on yes, that of one. course. <laughs> Rory Smith's actually a, a for, former uh, lacrosse fighter, but no, if you had Rory and Patrick Reed playing that rematch in 2016, I think that would be just perfect. I would be so good for for golf. It would be just like injected. I was there for that, by the way. I was there for that. Come at on, Hazel team that day. I that's part of the reason why I'm Ryder Cup guy now, and so hooked on it. I mean, a buddy. Well, how could you lottery. not? Be? We went there. It was the most captivating, incredible sporting event I'd ever been a part of. It was why I went last year. Why I got in the lottery, and it was that match. I mean, the the going over the top each other each other on the ninth hole was something that I'll never forget. And uh, I'm with you. A real. <laughs> Reed McElroy in the final group at a major like, would, would right that before not he be... goes to the live tour. Like that's I mean, what I mean. This is straight up NWO WCW. I mean, for all you wrestling fans, you can really get into this. And we all know which side the bad guys on. Like, and it would be like, it would be a sign off, like him flipping the bird on the way out, like going off to, to the lifter. I think it would be just electric, electric television. And Rory, obviously he's, he's the face of golf. He's the savior. He's going to be, you know, he's the one that is going to hold the PGA tour uh, and, and bring them to the promised land and, and fight off the bad guys. I just think it would be perfect. I think, I think it would be so good. Um, but with that being said, you just have to cheer for him to be the top live golfer. He doesn't have to win. You don't have to cheer him uh, to win the, the bloody thing or finish. You I know, just want him to beat all the other guys that we can't stand. So exactly. I mean, it's, 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 the, it's the ultimate bet. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you know, we don't want him to win the tournament. Just beat no. the other guys that everyone will be all over all weekend. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Jake, any exotic bets for you? Yeah, I was going through the list of stuff, and I, I don't tend to bet at too many exotics, but one did catch my eye. Top Irishman, Rory McIlroy, minus 135 right now. Um, not to take anything away from Seamus Power or Shane Lowry, but, I mean, Rory is in probably the best form he's been in in a long time. Yeah. Um, you look at his head-to-head, he's minus 122 against JT, who we know how good he is, and then you get down the list and really – I don't want to take anything away from Seamus Power again, but this is more of a head-to-head with me, Shane Lowry. And as much as Shane Lowry's been right on Rory's tail in his last few starts, Rory's tend to beat him. Beat him at the PGA. Uh, I think Shane Lowry was a T9. Rory had an 8. Beat him at the Masters. Rory had a second, and Lowry had a T3. So he's right there, but he just can't seem to get by him at the big ones. Uh, I mean – Hard not to take uh, McElroy at minus 135 for top Irishman. So that's the one that really caught my eye there uh, in terms of exotics. Uh, that one, that one was was very tempting for for me as well. Um, but I wanted just a little bit more value, so I went to the top Englishman, uh, and I went with Tommy Fleetwood. And and again, this is a guy that I can never seem to get off of. Uh, he hasn't won in North America. Um, 
but he has been playing really well lately and his us open track record is actually very very strong uh, he has two top five finishes at the us open um he's finished top 16 or better in five of his last nine starts uh, and he fits it's again one of these golfers that just kind of fit really well uh, with this course he's an elite ball striker he's great uh, at scrambling and i i, I you know again it's that's why I love these bets. He doesn't have to win the tournament. He's just got to beat uh, the rest of his field. And uh, yes, uh, Fitzpatrick uh, was, was great last week. He was leading for a, a good chunk, kind of fell off. Um, but for me, at, at plus 425, that just was far, far too good uh, for me not to bet. And my other exotic, which you won't find in that bet uh, or that area of the bets, so you're going to have to go to the others where you go to the cool bet specials. And we already talked about this bet. I'm going back to the well for Greggy's golf special. Burns, Connor, McElroy, all to finish in the top 20. It cashed last week. Not a sweat. I could have done top top 10 and it would have cashed. Yeah. But we're not going to get greedy. We'll go top 20. And this one's actually playing, uh, paying plus 1,000. So I'm in on that. Uh, you said it, Huss. I set the bar. We got to make this one cash again. So we'll see what happens here. I really like this one, though. Uh, all three golfers we, we've talked about already, but all three are, are playing very, very well. And I think uh, their games match up pretty well with this course. Hey, you know what? Go back to back. We'll be riding with you at an even better number this weekend against a major championship field. So it should be good. And listen, I do got to run, but I'm interesting. Have we uh, have we confirmed our make the cut parlay or do we uh, do we have the details on that, Pat? Yeah. Yes, we do. And that's a good way to, to finish this thing off. So as always, we love our, our uh, to cut or to not make the cut or miss the parlay. So this week we've got Answer, Burger, Homa, Sung JM, and Young to make the cut. And of course, the petty, petty Bryson DeChambeau haters that we are. We threw him in the mix to miss the cut. All of that combined together plus 650 exclusively at Cool Bet Canada. Again, if you hit the Cool Bet specials tab on the side, or if you're on mobile up at the top, you'll see our specials there. You'll see the Greggy's golf special and plus 650, great number. But the kicker, we get to cheer against Bryson DeChambeau. Well, and, and, and you know what? I mean, listen, this was a winner, an 11 to 1 winner we gave out, I guess, at the Masters. Yes. And there was five guys to make it and Bryson to miss. And yeah, we had a bit of a... Uh, we had a bit of it. Well, that was Mac Hughes with that miracle bunker shot yes. for birdie on 18 to make it. So shout out Mac. Um, but Bryson last year in this tournament, I think was something like, I don't know, 12, 13 to one to win. He's 125 to one to win right now. <laughs> so unfortunately we don't get the same value as we do of fading Bryson but it's certainly something I think we can all get behind. And uh, now where are those going to be for, uh, for folks like I haven't bet it yet is all in the cool bet specials, or will it all be under the U S open just at the end? If you go through all of the bets, we'll get the Greggy's golf special and uh, our team to miss or make the cut parlay. Yes. So we've made it plain and simple for the folks. It's right in that cool bet specials tab. You will not miss it. Click there. That's where you can get uh, those bets there, whether it's the Greggy golf special or our team cool bet Canada podcast bet. So uh, Huss, you mentioned it, you've got to run. So uh, we want to thank you for coming on once again, Jake as well. Um, 
Always a pleasure to have you guys both. We're fired up for the U.S. Open. I can't wait. I think this is going to be one of the best uh, majors that we've had in a long time. You know what? Me too. And I'll tell you what. We'll get ready to do it again for the Open Championship. Uh, I'm down for FedEx playoffs. And let's make a date in 51 weeks. We got to do this for the Canadian Open last week. Once we got to Thursday, I'm like, what the hell? How did we not do something yes. like this for this? Our national championship. Uh, that being said, we're south of the border this week. It is going to be awesome. Cannot wait. And guys, uh, I like our picks. I think we're getting into a groove here. I think we've kind of identified our successes. And let's build on it going forward. I think some of these exotics are going to like it. And uh, let's just hope one of us has tabbed the right guy to be holding up that trophy at the end of Sunday's action. If you're joining late or if you join halfway through, you could be able to watch this back on YouTube or on Twitter or even on our Facebook page as well. But we'll be tweeting out our picks. And if there's any ads to the cards, which, you know, there's probably going to be a couple. We'll tweet those ones out as well. And Huss, I like that idea. Next next year, we're going to do the live show. But you know what? Screw it. Let's have you out. It's at Oakdale in Toronto. Let's fly you out. We'll do a, a live. We'll pick a location. We'll do a live show. We'll get it done. Have I'm going to text Uncle Chris and say that that's just been booked right now. So uh, <laughs> we'll do it. But uh, anyways, guys, Beautiful. thanks for having me. Enjoy the U.S. Open. Uh, let's get it. All righty. Let's get it indeed. So you can check out all those specials at Cool Bet. Of course, uh, you can place all your wagers there as well. Uh, be sure to follow us and subscribe to all of our channels at Cool Bet Canada. For everyone for tuning in, we want to thank you. And as always, stay cool.